Good day, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 72, season three. Today's date is October 30th, 2021. I have an interesting show coming up. Today, I will discuss my Halloween memories in Chicago. Most of the memories will be good. It will be bad and funny as well. Uh, Mostly bad. Not bad in uh, terms of horrific or traumatic. Somewhat traumatic, but uh, we'll see. I will discuss further in the episode. Uh, Right now, uh, the show will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Woolworth and Wilco. Uh, Here is a Halloween commercial from the 1970s. Enjoy, everybody. Make Halloween fun with one-stop shopping at Woolworth or Woolco for your Halloween needs. Costumes from $1.83 to $3.99, like Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, Superheroes, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, and a new favorite for girls, Holly Hobby. You can get wrapped candies of every kind, bubblegum, lollipops, fun-sized candy bars. Get this Halloween record, sounds to make you shiver just $1.89. Make Halloween fun and easy. Make just one stop at Woolworth or Woolco. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Woolworth and Wilco uh, for the... Uh, they were advertising candy, uh, Halloween costumes. Uh, oh, that's a beautiful era. Beautiful era at that time. Uh, growing up as a kid, uh, looking forward to Halloween and uh, receiving candy from going from door to door from your in your neighborhood. I love that part of Halloween. That's one of my favorites. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right now, I will discuss... Uh, my memories of how of Halloween growing up in Chicago. As I said earlier in the program, it, it, it would be good, it would be bad, it'd be funny, but uh, it's a mixed bag. So, like, and also it's not traumatic, but maybe a little bit. So, I will describe my memories, and you will understand. First off, uh, my family I grew up in South Shore, on the south side of Chicago, and we lived there for. About uh, seven years. My first, uh, my first couple of memories of Halloween, I was about three or four. And we lived in an apartment building on the second floor. And across the street, across, not across the street, excuse me, across the hall of our apartment building, my mother and I were on our way shop uh, to the grocery store to pick up some items. And the neighbor's door had a skeleton and it was made out of cardboard. The first time I saw that skeleton, I was scared stiff. I screamed, I ran, screamed and ran and cried. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to go outside. Oh, 
that was the traumatic part. My mom was, oh, she felt terrible. But the problem was uh, she had to do her errands and she had to take me. I, she wouldn't, there was nobody to take care of me at the time. She raised uh, me and my brothers all alone while my father worked at nights at the Conrad Hilton Hotel. And uh, she hardly had any help, uh, you know, babysitting and all that, unless it was an emergency. But uh, luckily, <clears throat> the apartment had a back porch, so we had to use uh, we had to use the back porch to go places. And uh, facing our apartment building with the back porch was a cab company, and that was on South Exchange Avenue, right near Seventy Fifth Street in South Shore. And the IC train, which was the Illinois Central train, right now it's Metro, uh, didn't make much noise when we lived there, but it was cool to see the train there. And uh, so we, in other words, we had to go in the back porch until Halloween was over because uh, my mom wasn't going to go next door and complain and tell and ask those people to take down the skeleton because I was... Uh, petrified looking at it but she wouldn't do that so that was just temporary and uh, i don't know if that happened every halloween because we lived in that apartment building on colfax avenue for about four years and uh i think i just remember once another memory of halloween which was a little traumatic was uh, on some on the corner of 75th street and exchange was walgreens and next door was a uh, called Scott Scott Five and Five and Ten store. It was a five and dime store. And uh, one time, uh, we were on our way to one of our friends' house. They lived on Saginaw Avenue, and we passed by the display window of the Walgreens, and I saw the Halloween mask, and oh, that was awful, awful. I just screamed. I uh, I hated that. I hated that when I was a kid. It was terrible. There were witches' masks, uh, ghosts, goblins, vampires, werewolves. Oh, you know. So every time we passed by the store display, I think um, I shut my eyes tight, or my mom would cover it. But I did. I did that by myself, and it was horrible. I knew they were there, but even though I had my eyes closed, oh, I had nightmares uh, for days for that. And another memory of Halloween was uh, my aunt and uncle lived in the neighborhood at the time. They had four boys, and they owned a grocery store on the corner of 75th and Colfax. And one of my cousins was wearing a Halloween costume. And I went to visit there, and he, I saw him. I didn't get scared at first, but he pounced on me. And I was and I, I was screaming, and I ran out of the store headed toward the, the railroad tracks on Exchange Avenue and and uh, on Exchange Avenue that is and then luckily uh, you know no trains were coming on but there was a witness there and uh, it was a friend of my mother she says look I, I'm not going to report this because uh, you know that a child ran over was going towards the tracks and and she she suggested, you know, that uh, my mom would speak to my aunt about it. She didn't, so you know, because that's how she was. And that was a, but I really don't remember that. Not really, unless my my mother's told me that story about. But I guess I was scared, and probably I probably put it out of my mind. 
So uh, growing up little in around in Chicago, Halloween, that was awful. And then it got not worse, but about the same during grade school. Um, what I remember dressing up for Halloween was, uh, there was one costume, it was uh, Woody Woodpecker. My mother bought that uh, when I was uh, six or seven. But but that time we moved to the Roseland neighborhood and my father owned a, owned the property. We lived above the shoe store. We lived in an apartment. And uh, the schools said that we're going to have a Halloween party. So I told my mother when I came home from school, I got to buy a costume. I didn't like it, but I had to. So, and okay. So we walked down Michigan Avenue and we went to Kreisky's. It was uh, almost next door to, well, not really next door. There were a couple of stores. It was Malling Shoes and there was a bakery and right near Gately's People Store. So we went to Kreisky's, which was my favorite, one of my favorite stores at the time because I used to buy, uh, those paperback of peanuts, you know, Charlie Brown. I used to read those all the time. I begged my mom to buy those and I love them. And uh, also she bought us candy. And I remember they had hot dogs and uh, snow cones. Anyway, so she bought the costume. She asked me which one I want to buy. And I didn't want to buy anything scary. So she, she suggested <clears throat> something a little happy. So I saw Woody Woodpecker, and I remember watching Woody Woodpecker on TV. And, she, and so, so she bought it. We took it home. I tried it on. She, um, I don't know if she took a picture of it. I hope she did. I don't think she did. It looked pretty cool. It looked nice. And so the next day uh, was Halloween. The school bus picked us up, me, my brother and I. Uh, my little brother didn't go to school yet. He was very young. So we went to, uh, we, we attended Correa's uh, Elementary School. This was located in South Shore at 74th and Stony Island at the time. And uh, I wasn't scared at all. I didn't really see scary costumes. And uh, it was kind of fun. I liked that. And we got candy. They had, uh, I don't remember bobbing for apples. Probably not. I don't know about Carving pumpkins. We never did that. I never learned. My mother never did that stuff. She didn't understand. She never liked Halloween. She said, that's not <laughs> that's not a holiday she uh, praises. <laughs> you know. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Then, um, so that was a that was a fun part of uh, Halloween. The, the I dressed up. Also, uh, when we moved to Ashburn neighborhood in '74, I started doing trick or treating. I didn't do trick-or-treating in Roseland because it was a business there. So I was, you know, you had to go to a couple blocks to go to homes. My mom didn't allow that. So in 1974, we moved to Ashburn and moved into our first house. And it started uh, going trick-or-treating around the neighborhood. That was a lot of fun. I don't remember the costumes I had. But some of the neighbors were very nice. Some were real strange, you know, and some were grumpy, you know. And uh, got a lot of candy. I, I didn't receive any apples or strange uh, items, you know, because you heard stories like sometimes people put razor blades and apples or sometimes the candy is tainted, but that doesn't happen. But I love getting the candy. Oh, there were so many be beautiful, delicious things uh, like Milky Way, Snickers, M&M's. Uh, good and Plenty. 
uh, Baby Ruth, Butterfingers. Uh, Butterfingers, that's not, I don't like that candy bar. I don't know why. I love peanut butter. I can eat peanut butter every day, all day. There's something about that candy bar I don't like. I don't know. Maybe it's the way they make it. They manufacture it. I don't know. Some won't need it. And uh, it was great receiving uh, all the candy from my na- neighbors. It was beautiful. I, I love that. And uh, I probably start treat start trick or treating probably at the age of eleven or twelve. Yeah, I guess I stopped that. And uh, I remember kids also did trick or treating. They didn't have like Halloween bags. They had their pillowcases. <laughs> that was weird. But you know, it's a good container. It holds a lot of stuff. I never did that. So uh, we did have Halloween parties still at school, but uh, I didn't dress up much. I, I think it was an option. You didn't have to do that. By the time I graduated uh, at Correas, which uh, moved to Palos Hills, before that we were in a temporary place at Damon Avenue on the south side near 83rd Street. Seventh and eighth grade, uh, the new church was built. And the, the school, and we didn't do much uh, how, uh, trick-or-treating, Halloween parties. We might have had a party, something like that. But uh, I don't know, it was low-key, so I'm, I don't I don't think we did anything like that at all, no. And then high school came at Bogan. Uh, nobody dressed up, really. I saw maybe a few kids did that I never did. And uh, we probably had parties, or I know kids pulled pranks. I know they did that. Uh Sometimes you saw shaving cream on the on the on the cars outside the parking lot, or eggs, something like that. Uh, that's a Halloween tradition. Not very. It's messy and silly to me. So that was uh, that was about it. So at my age, I'm 58 years old, and you it looks ridiculous for me to dress up now. <laughs> no. I mean, if people want to do that at my age or older, go ahead. You know, just uh, leave uh, leave me out of it. I won't do it. It's uh, too much work. Not interested, you know. Anyway, uh, some other memories I will talk about is uh, watching television. That's the good part. I like that. Some bad, some not some bad, but some a little uh, scary. Uh, some of the movies and TV shows I remember when I was little, the first thing I saw something scary was the TV soap opera Dark Shadows. And when I saw par- uh, parts of the show, uh, I, it, it was scary enough. I saw Barnabas Collins. The first time I saw Barnabas Collins in the show was not on the show, but they had a TV commercial. They had a board game, the Dark Shadows board game. And it was made by Moulton Bradley. And that was the first time I saw Jonathan, Jonathan Fred, who played Barnabas Collins, bear his fangs. Oh, that was awful. I like that. Now I watch, I look at it, and I see it on YouTube. It's nothing. So, but I was still intrigued by that show. I really was. And then when the show ended in 1971, it didn't go into syndication for quite a while. It, uh, in Chicago, it started around 75, you know, 75, 76. And it aired on 11 o'clock in the evening or 1130 on WFLD TV, Channel 32. And, you know, I was excited to watch that, but I was scared at the same time. And uh, 
I look forward to it. And then the, they didn't start in the beginning. They started when Barnabas Collins was released from his coffin. Or he made, I think when he made his first appearance, uh, arriving at Collingwood at the home. And uh, I watched that. Um, I, I got a little nervous when I saw him or when he tried to bite somebody, but I was okay. I was okay. But it was short-lived. And uh, they yanked it out of syndication. I don't know the reason. So it, it would have been years since I see it, that I would watch it again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, then when cable came, there was an announcement that the Sci-Fi Channel would broadcast the entire series. Uh, the funny thing is, I lived in Chicago at the time. I didn't move to the suburbs until 1995, so I had no access of that. When I did move in, to the suburbs around November. 1995, we got cable and the, the sci fi channel was included. So, as soon as I found out, I had my VCR uh, connected to my television set and I started recording it. And I think the first episode was when there was uh, what was her name? Her name was Vicky, I couldn't think of her last name. And uh, she was the governess of the mansion and she, she was at a seance and then she was traveled back in time. Oh, Victoria Winters, that was her name. And uh, she was in the year 1795. And that was the first episode I taped. And that's where all the actors were portraying all their ancestors. And that was fun. So I started recording all the entire series. And when I came home from work, I started watching it. They show two episodes per day, Monday through Friday. And then the, I watched the whole thing to the end. And then I couldn't wait to watch the beginning. So they did the, uh, the the second cycle, and they started the first episode. And I watched the black and white. Uh, Barnabas did not appear. He appeared much later, and it didn't get scary until maybe a few episodes later. It was atmospheric, but... And so from that first episode all the way to the end, about over 1,200 episodes, I watched the entire series. And I did that for... Uh, another cycle and then they yanked the show off I, I forgot what year so when the show was available on dvd i bought the whole series and i've watched it ever since and uh i still have it i've watched the entire series three times hopefully i'll do another one i, I love the show now I, i'm just addicted it's wonderful okay another thing another thing i watched on television was uh, Creature Features. I remember the first step, uh, I used to watch it on Saturday nights, so did everyone in Chicago. The first episode was uh, the 1931 movie Dracula and the 1944 movie She-Wolf of London. Now, that movie was not scary, um, but uh, Dracula, he didn't make me scared. Uh, I loved him. He didn't bear his fangs, but it was a one, it's still a wonderful movie. I love it. It's one of my favorite monster movies. And uh, also, I watched Frankenstein, Wolfman, uh, what else? The uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. And that, sh that premiered in September 19, 1970 on WGN-TV Channel 9. And it ran until 1976, which the last episode was the 1931 movie Dracula. And uh, peop I've, uh, people love that show. 
you know, that showcased all the horror movies from Universal. And of course, there was also Screaming Yellow Theater that showed a lot of low budget scary movies. It was hosted by Jerry G. Bishop that uh, premiered the day before on September 18th, 1970. And I remember watching a few movies. Uh, there was a few movies that uh, made me uncomfortable. Somewhat uh, on Channel 3, I remember there was Blood of Dracula. I was a teenage Frankenstein. I was a teenage werewolf. Sorry, Marco Landon. That one was good. Uh, so I can watch old movies today. I love them. I have them on DVD, but I don't like scary movies today because it's too bloody, too. It's awful. I don't like dismemberment. It's, uh, I like to be scared, not to be disgusted. So a couple of movies that still makes me uh, don't want to watch, like Jaws. It's not it's a horror movie in a way, but I, I saw it in the theater at Fort City. Still refuse to watch it. I saw it once. Also, Friday the 13th, the first one that came out in 1980. You know, it was one of the first slasher movies. I, I don't like it. I can't watch it. <laughs> it's too bloody. You still do that. Or there was 1996 movie Scream. I have not seen it. I don't want to see it. I don't intend to. I don't. I just like old scary movies. That's enough for me. One of my favorite TV shows now, and I first watched it when I was a kid, was The Night Stalker, the star Darren McGavin. It was based on uh, two TV movies. The first one aired in 1974, and it it was about a vampire in Las Vegas. And uh, so I don't want to spoil the ending, but you know, well, I will spoil it because... Uh, Carl Kolchek, that's who Darren, Darren McGavin played. He killed him. And uh, that was a good one. It was one of the highest rated movies at that time. TV movies, that is. And then the second one was The Night Strangler. That was about uh, Jack the Ripper in Seattle. They changed the location. Then when it went into series in 1974, they had the setting in Chicago. And I used to love watching that show with all the... Uh, locations even though the show was filmed in los angeles but uh that was a great show they uh i remember some episodes there was a female vampire there was uh there was one where there was helen latroy she uh was she had a computer dating service and when people went in they aged you know her clients and uh there were a lot of great episodes like that there was uh one with an um Medieval Knight, there was a guy on a motorcycle. He was headless. Spanish Moss murders. All kinds of things. They had a werewolf episode. They had, uh, there was one that featured Eric Estrada. He was sacrificing his body for like an Aztec god. So they made 20 episodes, but then it was canceled. And then it went into syndication. And I used to watch a show on... Channel 2, WBBM on the 10, 10.30 and the, the CBS Late Movie. And I loved it. I got hooked on that. I didn't get scared of it. There was one episode where they had a demon. And when college kids kiss a demon, they kiss a girl and he turned into a demon. Oh, that was awful. I, I had nightmares for that day. So uh, The Night Stalker was, is still one of my favorites. I bought it on DVD. But I now it's released on Blu-ray. And I tend to buy it. So I heard uh, the preview of the the preview episodes on the show. I bet it looks gorgeous. So I can't wait to buy that. That was one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, so Halloween today, I, I tolerate it. Uh, when that day comes tomorrow on the on Sunday, you know I'm okay with that. But 
99% of the time I'm fine. 1% I'm nervous and a little agitated. So I just, when it, when November 1st comes on Monday, I'm relieved and it's gone. <laughs> okay. So uh, that'll be all for today. Uh, right now, um, I want to say one more thing. Uh, this past Wednesday, I went to see my urologist and he told me I'm cancer free. And this is the best news I've heard. I've had this, uh, I've had prostate cancer for now almost two years. I had the operation in April 2020. It was a success. Went into radiation afterwards. Uh, I'm still recovering. I still have a little issues with the bathroom, but I'm doing all right. So I take, and I take a hormone therapy pill every day. So the doctor said on Wednesday, you're doing fine. I will see you in six months, but you're doing excellent. And so I spread the word on, on social media to my family, friends, and uh, my fans of Fan of Chicagoland. They're very pleased. Uh, thank you for your comments and your kind words. I love you all. And thank God I am alive. I'm going to live for a long time. I'm so happy. Okay. That'll be all for today. This is episode 72, season three. Uh, Vanishing Online Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanz. Uh I won't do a podcast episode tomorrow because I will be going to church and to celebrate uh, my wonderful news. Uh, hopefully, I'll do a podcast episode on Tuesday. We'll see on the, I'll see on the subject, what I'll discuss. It'll be very interesting. Okay. So this is bye-bye for now for me. And here is Ray Rayner. Bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody. So long. And have a happy Halloween. Ooh. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.